Today is Tuesday, May 16, 2017. It has been 26 weeks since I filed for divorce. And I've been separated for more than four years. We separated on February 1st, 2013. And I'm going to say it took every bit of that four years for me to finally feel comfortable in my new house. It always felt like such a transition place, like I was visiting somewhere. It didn't feel like my own house and I've had that weird feeling before back when I was younger and I would move around a lot it's kind of weird you wake up in the night and you're not really sure where you are you have it takes you a second to look around and remember where you're sleeping but I remember when I moved into my new house and I have I'm very very lucky I have a wonderful little house I call it my doll house it's very nice. It's new. I bought it new. It's 2,300 square feet. So that's pretty big. It, it felt small at first uh, because I moved from a 4,600 square foot house. Our house uh, that we lived in the last 10 years together was in Round Rock and it was 4,600 square feet, which is big. Too big, really. I, I'm not big on house cleaning. And so... Uh, that was a lot of house to take care of, and I feel like it was always messy in in some area. Of course, with two small children, it, it would feel that way. But I started looking for a house um, in November and December of 2012, and then I, I found this little neighborhood called Canyon Creek and it it was near the school where my kids were going to school. My kids were in private school for several years uh, because I didn't like the middle school where we lived but that's a whole other story. So I found this little house that was much closer to the school where they were attending which was great because I had been driving them to and from school every single day and on a toll road and the tolls and the miles were really adding up and you know doing that for many years in a row it it was a lot so I was looking around their school so I found my house on a little private street I actually my house is actually a condo but you wouldn't it's not in the in the traditional sense because it's a it's a freestanding structure and it looks just like a regular house it's just my neighborhood is called a condo regime because we're on a little private street. It's gated, and there are 53 houses on my street, and um, I love it because each house looks very different. It's not a cookie-cutter neighborhood. Each house looks very different, and they look like big, giant houses that have been shrunk <laughs> down. That's why I call it my doll house. So... I found my little house and I remember I went to Mike and I said I found a house that I would like to buy and it's very near the kids school and it's across the street from 
seven miles of hiking and biking trails. So I think the kids would enjoy that. And it's also right down the street from a big park. And um, Mike, I can't remember if he even came over and looked at it. I think he looked at it once. And he was appalled by the price. And he pointed out to me that this house cost more than the house that we had purchased to live in together with our kids. And I said, yeah, but that was 10 years ago. And we weren't making as much and we didn't have as much saved. And, you know, I was moving into the city of Austin. So we were in Round Rock and you can get a bigger house for less. And I was moving into the city of Austin where our kids were going to school. And, um, but the house payment itself wasn't any more than our other house payment. And, um, I was still teaching piano lessons and I was applying for jobs actively. I'm a certified teacher. So I was applying for some teaching jobs and I started writing for the Austin American Statesman freelancing. Anyway, he was against it, but willing to go along with what I wanted. We knew we wanted to sell our house, uh, our old house in Round Rock because a lot of our neighbors had moved away and the house was just so big and Mike wanted a bigger garage and um, we were just tired of being right there and some of our neighbors we didn't care for and anyway we were we were ready to move in fact before we decided to separate we had been looking at houses together to try to move out of our neighborhood and Mike was determined that we should get a buyer for our house first before we um, bought a house and I was like look we're, we're passing up all these great houses that we love in these cool locations, our house will sell. I knew our house would sell. Um, it was big and beautiful and right across the street from the elementary school, I knew it would sell. Uh, but it was a big house. It was five bedroom and, you know, he was worried about it selling. I was never worried about it selling, but, and it did eventually sell. But anyway, Mike did not want to carry two mortgages at the same time. And I was like, well, I think that's ridiculous. We can afford it, it, you know, for a short time. It's no problem. But anyway, I picked out my house and um, I set up the closing for February 1st, 2013. And originally Mike was going to be at the closing because the house is in both of our names and we're both on the loan and the title and but then it turned out that he had to be out of town he was asked to go to some event or staff something I'm pretty sure he was in New York City I don't know why I think that but so then it turned out that he was going to be gone on the day of the closing and that kind of threw a wrench in our plans and so I had to seek what's called a power of attorney and Mike was very uh, weary about doing this. He did not like the idea of giving me power of attorney, but it's possible to give a person power of attorney for just one particular transaction. That is a possible thing. So he did give me power of attorney so that I could attend the closing on my new house and sign his name. And I had to sign some big, long, ridiculous signature like 
Lisa Mayer signing on behalf of Mike Mayer with power of attorney. It was some big long sentence I had to sign over and over and over and over again because closing on a house, you have to sign like 30 different papers and you, you sign your life away. So it was pretty scary. I went to the closing by myself and I bought that house and I signed and it was just very surreal because here I am um, buying this house and there's so much uncertainty and it was so scary and so stressful and Mike wasn't there and you know maybe it's a good thing he wasn't there looking back Um, maybe it made things easier with him not being there but I could not buy the house without his help uh, because he was the breadwinner and so we put some money down on it and I think I put 20,000 down or I, I, I can't even remember what, it, what the amount was, but put some money down and, um, I closed on it. And then the first thing I had to have moved into the house was my piano. I have a baby grand piano and I had the movers coming that day just for the piano. I, I hired a piano moving company, uh, to do that. So I went back to our old house and got my piano ready, you know, cleaned it up and cleaned it out. And, um, the guys came and they took the legs off my piano and they flipped it on its side and wrapped it up. And it it was really scary, but they, um, took my piano and then they moved it to my new house. So I went with them and I was in my new house and there was nothing in the house, absolutely not a stick of furniture, nothing except my piano. And boy, that was really a surreal thing. Looking back, it was just like a movie or something. It was really weird. I was in this house and it has hardwood floors and interesting windows and stuff and staircase. And here I am in there with my piano and I just sat down at at my piano and I was thinking, you know, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're doing? I mean, there's so much uncertainty. I played my piano a little bit and I felt really sad uh, because what was happening? And I didn't know what, I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. And it, it was really difficult. So then the next day, the movers came that I hired. I just hired some small local, you know, place that has some guys. And um, I had, you know, already been packing. And the kids were excited. The kids were excited about it because they didn't know really what was going on. They um, were looking forward to having a new place. And they wanted to live closer to their school. And Mike and I did not tell them really what was going on. And I, I don't know if we did the right thing or the wrong thing. Sometimes I think we did the right thing. And then other times I think it was wrong. My therapist wanted me to tell them the truth and I never could form the words and get them out of my mouth that I was leaving their dad or that we were separating. So Mike and I told them that we had bought this house and we were going to move closer to their school and that dad was going to continue living in our old house while he got it ready to sell. 
Mike wasn't ready to tell them either. We And we talked about it and talked about it for a long time. And we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to tell them. And it was, it was awful. And I think... I think back on it right now and I get really sad because we tricked them. We tricked our kids. And we didn't tell them what we were doing. And I feel really bad about that because they were so innocent. And they didn't really know what was going on and they had a lot of excitement around the new house. And maybe, maybe doing that made it easier on me you know maybe I was the coward but I I didn't know how to tell them and I felt like a failure we didn't know what to say in fact Mike and I sat down with them we sat down with those kids with the intent to tell them we sat them down in our old house with completely the intent to tell them and we couldn't go through with it it was weird he would look at me and I would look at him and um, we couldn't we couldn't say it and and we would even laugh I mean laugh in, in the most tragic kind of way like you laugh at your pitiful self and we said let's wait let's wait I guess it was pain avoidance. I don't know. And here I am always talking about how you should be honest and communicate. And I couldn't even do it myself at this point. So um, the kids, you know, I, I, I had shown them the house once before we bought it. And they loved it. You know, they ran around. They picked their rooms upstairs. They loved the backyard. And... I showed them the park nearby and I, you know, told them that there was hiking trails and stuff and they actually wanted to bring their friends Sam and Allie over to see it and we did and they were like, wow, we love it, you know, and it, it was a lot smaller and I remember my son said, well, mom, where is all of dad's car stuff going to go? There's not enough room in the garage. And I just remember feeling like the most pathetic human being on the planet because I was lying. And I said, oh, I guess he'll have to get rid of some stuff or, you know, it's okay. Or I don't even remember what I said, but I just remembered feeling like a really shitty person. Because I didn't, I didn't want to tell my son what was happening. And they would be very they would have been very upset it would have made the whole thing um, a lot more traumatic I think I mean I can't really beat myself up over it and lament it forever because um, it's done but you know they were so innocent and they they didn't know what was happening I mean maybe Tori had an inkling but my therapist advised me against doing it that way and um, I did it anyway so, I don't know, maybe I fucked them up for life for it. I mean, they sure have some problems today, but I don't know, maybe those are regular teenage problems. I don't know, but we moved in and it was very exciting for them. 
and um, they loved it and they set up their bedrooms and and did all that stuff and I remember we right after we moved in um, Mike came over Mike came over a lot um, to help unpack and do stuff he did refuse to help me hang anything he said I'm not hanging a single picture I'm not helping you put up anything or do anything and I understand he said I did enough of that shit when I was married to you and I was like okay you know whatever he um, he didn't want to hang anything and that's that's fine I was on my own and I was beginning to learn you know what that meant but the kids were excited and anyway one time Mike came over and we packed a picnic and we walked to the hiking trails across the street they're they're right down the street actually and there's an oak tree in the woods there and it is huge it is the biggest oak tree you've ever seen it's gigantic I it's like bigger than a giant house and the branches are really low to the ground I mean they're like at your knee height they're very low um, some of them are you know really tall and up high but this tree is just magnificent and we call it the twisty old oak and we packed a picnic and we went down to this tree and we actually sat in the tree and had a picnic me and Mike and the kids and I think we were just really trying to be close to them and both of us Mike and me we we didn't really know what what was going to happen next we didn't know what the separation was going to look like we had no idea so we both just tried to be really close to them and we had a wonderful time we ate a picnic in this tree and hung out and hiked on these trails and it it was really fun and like I said Mike came over a lot you know he was there a lot and he continued to live in our old house which slowly became more and more and more empty and I think he went a little crazy there I know he did he said he did he was really in a dark dark place because you have to you know put yourself in his shoes his wife and his children had moved out and we had taken a lot of junk to Goodwill I think he had sold some stuff we were throwing a lot of stuff away just cleaning out the house and trying to get it ready and Mike spent day and night there um, trying to get it ready to sell he was painting the rooms and repairing things and he spent a lot of time there by himself now my kids did still go back and spend some nights there uh, on the w- weekends they would go there and help their dad and, and they enjoyed that and they could also see some friends from the neighborhood and they helped Mike paint and they would play video games and stuff like that and Mike and I had plenty of dishes and silverware and kitchen stuff that you know I had taken some of it and left some of it and you know Mike was getting that house ready for sale and he was desperate to get out of it because he said it was very hard he was in a very dark place and the good news is that he found a house that he just absolutely fell in love with and it's funny our houses could not be more opposite he found it's like a small farm um, in a little town called Hutto and he bought a house it's got some acreage around it I don't know it might have six or seven or eight acres I don't remember but he took me to see it uh, before he bought it and 
I, and he said, I'm just in love with this house. I'm just in love with this house. And it's, you know, I was not in love with it, which was fine. It was built in 1982 and nothing had ever been changed. It looked like to me since 1982, but it had huge trees and big, beautiful pasture and a barn and a chicken coop. And he wanted our daughter to be able to raise chickens, which has been her life dream. And I just remember Mike said, I don't know why I love this house so much. I don't know why I love it so much. And I said, I know why you love it. I can tell you it looks exactly like Illinois. It looks exactly like Illinois where we grew up. The house was the ranch style like you see all over Illinois and the big tall trees. It didn't have uh, the the desert trees that you see all over Austin, the, the um, twisty oak trees. It had these big tall pecan trees and it looked like Illinois. It looked just like where we were, you know, the area where we both grew up. And he said, you're right. That's why, that must be why I love it so much. It does. It looks just like Illinois. And he said, and I just feel really at home. So that was us buying our two separate houses. And we ended up for some several months paying mortgages on three houses, mine, our old one and his. And it was funny because we talked about that. We went from one mortgage to three and Mike said, wow, I guess we could have afforded, we could have afforded to buy a house, you know, and move into it. And I said, yeah, that could have changed the course of everything.